3: She'll in the rain, she'll make you
0: live a crazy life But she'll take away your pain, like a bullet to your brain <clears throat> Upside, inside, out, she's
2: living the vida loca She'll push and pull you down, living the vida loca Her lips are devil-raised, living up to the mocha Don't know how to say cucumber-raised Hey! You guys, welcome to an all-new episode of So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. I don't know how to say that in Spanish, so I'm sorry about that. And that's, that's a very, Spanish is a very key word, and I just want to get right into it. Uh, I'll say a couple things first. Uh, welcome to the 372nd day of 2020. I refuse to believe this is 2021. After the events of this week, I hope everybody is hanging in there. What a roller coaster of emotions. And of course, I'm just talking about the Olivia Wilde, Harry Styles stuff. That is still. Just it just hit me in my gut, and I just I'm still processing. I'm still processing on top of Erica Jane, Tom Girardi, Kim, Kanye, Jeffrey Star. I mean, I think Kanye can do better than Jeffrey Star. I don't know what a, what you guys think. I don't care if Kanye's with a guy. I don't care at all. But Jeffrey Star, come on, we can do much better. Somebody who else uh, could do much better, I think, is Alec Baldwin. I think he might. Have um I think he might have been duped a little bit. And our conversation today with my very special guest, Sophie Ross, we dive deep into the Hillary or Hilaria Baldwin story. Now, this story happened, and I talk a little bit about this in the beginning. This story happened over this uh this little week in between Christmas and New Year's, which I now dub. The Hillary Baldwin or Hilaria week. Uh, I will be calling it that from here on out. I hope everybody will join me in that. But I was very sick to death in bed. And it really was one of the only bright spots of uh, of that time was all of these memes. And all of this information is that, like, all of a sudden you saw this person that I believe allegedly was lying and you saw her doing it right out in the open. There was all these video clips, podcasts, all of this information. And it's like, oh, my God, when somebody lies right out there in the open and then has a million examples of that lie, it's very um, – it to me, it's like that's like one of the biggest pop culture stories you can have. It, it ties into so much. But also there is this weird thing that I talk about in this episode of just – really we, we really feel free as a society now to lie. And we never um, we never apologize for the lie. We usually don't admit we're lying anymore. And you could like, you know, there's huge examples like murderers, people that have murdered their their wives and things like that. They always they always lie, but Dateline always finds out or some murder podcast always finds out. And then you have like little white lies, you know, that we tell ourselves and our loved ones each day. But then there's these weird lies, you know, there's these weird lies where you act like you're a different nationality entirely. And then you go so deep into that lie, you start to make money off of it. You have your husband tell funny stories on talk shows about it. And uh, you're not able to do the thing that you truly now are known for, which is kind of like mommy blogging in a way, which Hilaria is, you know, and and having her body bounce back so well after having so many kids. Um but it is weird. It's one of those things that I think why we got so fascinated with it too, or at least I did was that I always wanted, I always want, I know when I've lied, I've paid a price for it, you know? Um, And I think sometimes that's, is that we, there is a thing of like, man, our lives are tough. You know, I want then people that are doing wrong to admit that they're doing wrong. And I think there is a price to be paid for that. And, I think, uh, you know, being an internet laughing stock for a week, I think it maybe lasted a week, and now we're on to like 600 billion other things. But I, if you permit me, if you will, if we can. If we can go back into this Hilaria Baldwin just a little bit more, if you guys would would uh, would indulge me in one of my first episodes of 2021 as I get on the mend, I think you're going to love this conversation. Because Sophie Ross, um, I'm going to put her information, her Twitter and Instagram uh, will be in the um, the show notes. She kind of I think is a pop culture god goddess like she just comments on all the pop culture stuff stuff I love on Twitter and that's where I initially found her and it's just those you know we're kind of of the same ilk and I think a lot of the listeners we're all of the same ilk. is that we kind of like the same stuff and yeah this is a podcast that is so deep into reality shows. But as we go into 2021, and I I did this already in 2020, but I want to start like kind of diving into these little stories and stuff like that. And I hope you will uh, go with me on that journey because I think this really ties into so much of different pop culture things. It ties into reality shows. This conversation with Sophie goes all over the place. And at the end, we do a really nice big section on Vanderpump Rules, which she is kind of a genius at as well. And I'm already so excited to have Sophie back on in the future. But uh, yeah, go support her. Go follow her on Twitter. Twitter, Instagram, just a really great, uh, uh, a great lady. And um, please, if you if you like this today, go reach out to her and tell her you liked her spot. But um, uh, just a little bit about me: I am on the mend. I am still at my parents' house. I, I think I'm going to be here a couple more days. I just want to make sure that I'm fully okay. Um, I get, uh, yeah, I just get really tired really quickly. Today's the first day. I didn't wake up with a headache, so knock on wood. Uh, I cannot smell yet, but I can taste. And I guess that's like the... Be- you know, taste is really the thing that you, you want. The smell is like, I don't want to... Like, I'm a, I'm a smelly dude, probably. I don't need to smell that. Do I need to smell that? You know, like, no. I've accepted if I never smell again, I'm fine. Taste was the big one. That was the one. So I strongly suggest... uh mask up still people you don't want to get this it really was um it really was pardon my french like a huge kick in the nuts um and what a horrible way to start the year and it kind of i'm behind on literally everything um real quick i want to throw out i mentioned to the patreon patreon.com forward slash so bad it's good hello baddies on the patreon we got a lot of new uh signups over the holiday and that was flipping awesome thank you guys um I just put out two episodes this week. I did uh, my Potomac recaps for the final two re, uh, reunion episodes with Amy Field, and that's great. That's like an hour and a half episode, and uh, I think you'll be surprised. I wasn't completely pro-Monique. I actually I kind of sided with Candace in a couple of things. Not all the things, but some of the things, and I think you'll be delighted to hear that. And uh, I did a Real Housewives of Orange County recap with um, my friend Emily Clayton, which I think was really great as well. Emily's hysterical, and uh, that show is just – that show is batshit. That show is 2020 to me. Like, Real Housewives of Orange County is just a mess. And that's why I kind of love – I don't know if you guys – like, a lot of people are like, well, Salt Lake City, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City is dipping a little bit. And I see everybody's point in that, but, like – Hey, we can't expect miracles. We got to have like at least one show that I'm not tired. When I see Shannon Bador go, <laughs> Shannon Bedore's whole life is about suffering. Like when she got COVID, it didn't even register to me because she's already suffered every season of the show. She walks around suffering. So for this lady to have COVID, I didn't even notice a difference like it was the same tears, it was the same misery. Like it looked exactly like. I think Shannon might have had COVID her entire life. I, now that I think about that, that probably she is probably patient zero for COVID. Um, and also, you guys, if you're not watching, she has this guy, this boyfriend. I'll just do a little uh, OC detour real fast because uh, I miss you guys. I miss talking. You can. I'm man. I didn't even think I had this in me. Uh, <laughs> it's, she has this boyfriend, John, and. I think they're professional drunks together. Like, you know, those couples that, you know, they're like, oh, it's a cute couple on the outside. And then you look on the inside and you're like, oh, these guys are day drinkers. Oh, they just, they're the kind of guy that just, they get home from whatever they're doing and they're like, hey, pour me a straight glass of vodka. Okay, hon. And then they just sit and like get wasted together. You know, like we all know couples like that. You might be a couple like that, but I think it really aggravates certain things of Shannon because when she gets wasted, she gets very dramatic and emotional. But when we saw her at Bronwyn's and God, don't get me started about Bronwyn. I have had such a roller coaster with her this season. Love her on her, uh, you know, uh, social politics. And, uh, you know, really, she lines up with how I feel about things, but how she treats Sean and her family. I'm just I can't. I mean, I don't know if it's a bad edit or not, but it just—it's getting cringe worthy towards the end of the season, and I'd never want to—I'd never want to support Kelly Dodd. But I almost find myself sometimes going, oh, "I hate to say it, Kelly Dodd makes sense." I hate that I'm even saying that. Like, what has happened to me? But um, maybe it was the COVID. No, uh, but yeah, like it, when they were at Bronwyn's commitment ceremony, we saw John and Shannon just be hammered together, and they were so natural in their hammeredness together where he'd be like, Hey babe, here's another drink. I just poured it from the bathroom. And I was like, Oh my God, this is the couple that even like brings booze on the road and pours drinks in the bathroom from like, you know, they got the ice bucket from the ice machine and then they like make secret drinks in the bathroom around their kids. Like that's the kind of family I was like, that's, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was like, Ooh, that's, that's not what I want from any relationship in the future. You know, like I don't, you know, I like drinking, I, you know, by the I think I might be doing sober January and because I only drank one time in December and I got sick. So I do not want to drink yet, but I'm like and it's already been so dramatic. So I'm like, if I can make it through this first six days without a drink and it's almost like, well, I don't even this first six days is so so, so dramatic that I don't want to waste alcohol on it. You know, like I'm like, uh I don't need to escape my problems. I I want to drink so I can have fun and like kind of just be woohoo. And I don't know. So I think I might, are you guys doing sober January or you guys give up on that already? Cause every, I saw a lot of posts were like, Oh, dry January, screw that. So I don't know. Let me know if you guys are doing that. Um, and I'm not saying, yeah, I don't know. It's just something, just something I'm toying around with as I, regain my stamina okay so Hilaria Baldwin this is a conversation that we break down a lot of the Hilaria Baldwin scandal on the flip side after the end of this conversation I'm going to take you to more of a timeline like a specific timeline of things that she has said and and places that I got from an article that I thought was great and I'll walk you guys through a little bit of that so there's a little bit more of a detailed information because we touch over a lot of the general themes and topics of course we bring up her like the how do you say Cucumbers, which is my favorite moment in any kind of history. And we bring up, of course, the Alec Baldwin Instagram, um, you know, defending his wife of like, consider the source, consider the source. Alec Baldwin has the best voice I've ever heard in my life. And he's also one of the scariest people that i think i've ever watched in my life so the two of those things combined together it's just it's magic it's it's magic so i'm going to put a lot of sound clips hopefully in there which will kind of walk you through this as well and and uh please enjoy this conversation her name is sophie ross i found out about a lot of this stuff uh through her twitter account uh this all started and we talk about this through the twitter account at lenny briscoe Um, And I'll put that in the show notes as well. And then Sophie pointed out a lot of these things as well. And we kind of get into um, who said what, when, where, why, because Tracy Morrissey got involved too, which is another person that's been in the show. And I thought that was a different, interesting angle on this too, is that people taking credit for things that, I don't know, it's just a weird thing. We we talk all about that. So um, yeah, you guys enjoy one of my first interviews of the year. Um, i think i will be going daily next week it was supposed to be this week but i just have uh, i just couldn't do it so i'm giving you two episodes this week hopefully we'll double that next week and we'll uh, we'll go from there these will be shorter episodes not the five hour extravaganzas that you are used to if you don't like the shorter episodes what i would suggest is um putting them together and just listening to them back to back i think and if you uh you can even call me and i can do like a, kind of a You know, like an in-between of like, hey, flip over, you know, side A onto side B. Like something like that. But uh, thanks for sticking with me, you guys. Thanks for all the messages while I was sick. I'm still getting through so many of them. I I just, I'm very disorganized. So thank you so much for hanging in. I know that can be annoying sometimes. I know, I know, I know. So I'm getting to everything. uh, But that's it. Let's enjoy and laugh and be horrified by Hilaria Baldwin with my guest. Sophie Ross.
4: Shake baby, do that conga. No, you can't control yourself any longer. Come on,
2: shake your body, baby, do that conga. No, you can't control yourself any longer. No, shake your body, baby, do that conga. No, you can't control yourself any longer. I mean, it seems like everywhere is a little bit depressing right now. So, exactly. Uh, exactly. So just a just a a little bit of a warm up before we get into the main event. Um, we had two huge pop culture stories break back to back. Of course I'm talking about Harry Styles and Olivia Wilde and of course I'm talking about Kim and Kanye and their ongoing I think we've heard about this divorce for multiple years now. What was your reaction with the Kim and Kanye stuff? And this key cuz by the way we just got we just got Jeffrey Starr posting a thirst post on Instagram awesome. saying that he's ready for Sunday service. What are your thoughts on all of this?
1: Um, well, obviously it's not, it's not very surprising for anyone who has followed pop culture, followed blind gossip blogs for a while now, like, if you're familiar with pop culture, you knew this was coming. I think it was just a question of when. And I follow Demois on Instagram. which She's been
2: great. on the show a couple times. I actually DM'd with her today, and I was like, man, busy time of year for you. And she's like, yeah, yeah flooded. It's flooded. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: no, that account is great. Everyone should follow it. But she had been posting about, you know, some A-list power couple in Hollywood getting yeah. into force right before this broke. And so... I I think in the in the there's like a Facebook group and a Reddit thread people were like putting out Kim and Kanye like everyone kind of knew so it wasn't very surprising but in terms of like the Jeffree Star thing I don't believe it I think that it's bullshit and I have a lot of thoughts on Kanye's um, potential dating history. Yeah. um just property. so everybody
2: knows is that uh the rumor is or that that he was with a, a beauty blogger a, a big beauty influencer yeah, like and i guess
1: mogul yeah and i
2: guess we could say jeffrey is kind of like that but i just kind of know jeffrey is like a thirst monster and somebody that really likes to get attention from things and i also think that like probably the best way to break this isn't through an instagram post saying that he's ready for sunday service with the tag of wyoming in it you know the geo tag but um I I have also heard many rumors through the years that Kanye West has been with guys, and that's great. If he's bisexual, that's awesome. I love it, whatever. And also the Kim and Kanye thing, I think it's kind of great for both of them. I don't think they obviously belong together at this point. It's just weird because it kind of, Touches pop culture in so many different ways because it involves, like, if you have then the Kim rumor with Van Jones, which I don't think is true as well. Uh, she, her political ambitions, I think, are going to be coming to the forefront in the next 10 years. You have Kanye in Wyoming, you have the music industry, movie and TV industry, political industry, like money, financials with their Hulu deal. It's weird how I feel like this story kind of touches everything,
1: it really does. And that's such a good point because I know that even like with. Obviously, I feel like 90% of my followers are women or guys yeah, that are just pop totally. culture. But when I was talking to, you know, some of my like straight guys in my life about it, they were even like so shocked because they were like, how is this going to affect like Kanye's album? Like
2: they well, were- Yeah, he, is, he ba- is he is he going to stop doing secular music? Like, oh, is he exactly. going to be back to the old Kanye? Like, you know. I'm
1: actually, and I tweeted this yesterday. I'm actually very excited for a single Kim era. I'm excited. And I'm no Kardashian. Like everyone who follows me knows I'm a huge critic of them. And I've even gotten in public spats with- kim and kendall and you can google it just google my name
2: (laughs) guys google sophie ross kim and kendall feud yeah
1: yes yes exactly that's literally all you have to google and you'll find some info but um i'm excited for kim i feel like obviously you know it it must have been a very difficult chapter dealing with someone who is you know dealing with mental health issues yeah so i'm And I think that she did everything she could. And they're, like you said, they're just not right for each other right now. And obviously they were an iconic power couple for years and catapulted each other's... I don't know if Kim catapulted Kanye. I guess they probably did help each other. I think they
2: helped and and hurt each other in weird ways throughout the course of their Uh relationship, you know?
1: I think that Kanye... Their marriage, though, is what catapulted Kim into, like, A-list territory.
2: A thousand percent. And, I mean, you have to credit Kim's, like, really kind of transition in style as well to Kanye. We saw that example on the TV show of... Kanye telling her what to wear. Of course, now I really don't love where the style heads. So it's going to be interesting to see what Kim with this newfound everything, what that next 10 years looks like in terms of personal style that isn't being watched over in terms of, I mean, she's helping death row inmates and it's just very different. And I almost think It's an emotional move, but also it's a savvy move, because I think as she wants to get further along into, I guess, respectable culture, um, you know, this is a necessary move.
1: Mm -hmm. She wants to be taken seriously. And yeah, I mean, as someone who like loves fashion, like I am so excited to see how her style changes and hopefully for the better, because she's been dressing as someone on Twitter was like, (laughs) is like, I bet she's so excited and not have to dress like she's in the Hunger Games anymore. <laughs> like
2: well, and also, I mean, I feel for Kourtney Kardashian, who seems like she benefited the most with free Yeezus wear. Like, all you saw Kourtney in is all the time is just, like, free Kanye, Yeezus, Yeezy. I, it, she seemed like she yes. wore it the most. And so. I'm
1: curious, like, I mean, how this will affect their relationship with Yeezy and Kanye at all going forward. Like, will they have a relationship? still as a family, just because they're so like, they're so overlapped at this point, like blended yeah. together. So it's just really interesting. And I know that in the in some of these articles that came out, it was very clear that the sources were coming from the Kardashian side, how they were saying that, you know, um, what was it? That Kim like did everything she could but she she's very serious about um, becoming a lawyer, like you said, and she wants to be taken seriously with this prison reform stuff. And, you know, she can't just have Kanye running for president and all that other bullshit. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, OK, that's definitely from the Kardashian side. So yes, I don't yeah. know. like, Is this going to get like messy? Like, I don't know.
2: And to put out Laura Wasser's name, too, which is a huge uh, divorce attorney that's very, res- I mean, respected in that, I guess, realm to have that name be in all of these articles, you know, that wouldn't be happening if that information wasn't put out there you know oh
1: yeah and for everyone who is unaware she was the inspiration for the laura dern's lawyer character in marriage story so if you're oh, wow. like this th- she's very much like renata and big little lies like just this like very intelligent yeah. like witty like badass chick, so I mean, I don't know. I I'm interested to see what happens. And apparently, she's had her on retainer for a long time now. For I'm sure, if you're time.
2: somebody like Kim, you have just people, just random like things on retainer for like decades now. Just, I know.
1: Like, when I, ha- have I have
2: like a divorce girl, talk- I have a trash guy. I have a.
1: I know. When people are like, I'm going to call my lawyer. I'm like, that's something only rich people say. I'm like, I don't have a lawyer just waiting. Oh
2: God. No. I I mean, I would not even know where to start, you know? Um, So uh, I fell in love with you. Your your Twitter pin is just one of my favorites because this has such a soft spot uh, soft spot for me in my life. You said constantly chasing the high I felt when I learned about the Theranos Elizabeth Holmes scandal for the first time, and that was such a special thing for me as well. I think anybody in pop culture that is one of the first things the HBO documentary I think it was called The Inventor or something like that, and
1: I can't remember the documentary is called the podcast is called The Dropout, and the podcast yeah there was like
2: a book uh what is it blood
1: uh bad blood blood, which was great
2: um but it was one of those first times where you had somebody i think there's this culture of uh we were in a just of people just kind of lying above their means like lying kind of like really creating this hysteria around them and then like a house of cards it all falls down and we saw that with elizabeth uh holmes in theranos and she's Currently on trial for to see what happens. And this is like billions of dollars was involved. And I love that that kind of trickles down to Hilaria Baldwin. If if, you know, is that this is the weirdest house of cards about something that is relatively simple. How would you, I guess, sum up what Hilaria Hillary has done or what this is about to you?
1: Yeah. And I mean, first of all, going off of like the Theranos stuff, like I am just obsessed with scammers and like yes. pathological liars and I think it's and not to be like oh my god I'm such a good person but like I was just raised with morals and I was raised with just just a strong sense of ethics and so when I see people that just have no conscience, I think it is like the most fascinating thing ever. Like people who just can lie all the time. Like, I am just like, what is going on in your brain? It's just like a fascinating character study. Like, that's why I loved reading everything about Elizabeth Holmes. Yes. Like that podcast, the documentary, the book, I consumed it all. Oh yeah. I mean,
2: I, I know the movie with, uh, what's her name? Uh, the Jennifer TV. Lawrence.
1: Oh, and, well, and Kate. And, and, uh, and um, the girl from
2: SNL, Kate McKinnon.
1: Kate McKinnon. I was actually to yeah. say Kate Middleton and I was like, no. Let's throw
2: her in there as well. Sure. Yeah. But I mean, you're right though. I, I kind of I, I was raised in Kansas on kind of quote unquote Midwestern values, and truth Same. was always a big Same. thing. So,
1: Ohio, I'm wearing a Cincinnati. So, I was
2: born in Columbus, then moved to Kansas. Uh, but but I was I was raised on these things. So even when I lie, I know I've lied, I know I have a deep sense of shame and about you feel it. Bad. So, I, I still yeah. I can tell you the times I've lied where I carry those around with me to this day. Uh-huh. But we seem to live in this decade of just lie. Just lie. Mm -hmm. Stick with the lie. You're going to be fine. You'll work whether it be the obvious, a political, uh, you know, even like the, uh, I was talking about this the other day with a friend, uh, a million little pieces, the James Frey Mm -hmm. novel that was on Oprah's book club, you know? Yeah, that was a fun one. But at least with James Frey, he had to publicly go on Oprah. She made him and apologize for lying. We now live in a day and age where you just keep your head down and keep with the lie and
1: you just keep posting on instagram or whatever yes. it is these people and it's it is wild like it's wild that there's just so and i think obviously this ties back to hilaria hilarious i'm not gonna say it like that every time because I, I like specifically can't
2: well i'm like do i have like do i have to honor the lie that much where i have to learn how to pronounce it like that's like,
1: what you freaking pulled this name out of her ass like let's just call her hillary
2: but see those but, details are what makes it fascinating too. i know that's what makes it beautiful in this weird, perverse way.
1: I know and it's crazy because you do see and I tweet about this stuff all the time and I feel like this this is kind of what a lot of people follow me for is when I like call out influencers on their bullshit, which is by the way, nothing that I ever sought out to do It was just something that I did for fun, like on my personal Twitter and then people caught on and then people asked me to write about influencers and then it just became kind of like this thing that people liked asking me to talk about. So I don't know, I was never- well, I'm
2: upset that, that I'm had- gonna, I, I can't name my, my baby baby now. Now, from here on out. I know, we oh my an, God, in, what are you we gonna do? got an influencer do? civil war right now, you know? I
1: know, but yeah, so it's, it's kind of just like all of these influencers have this facade and a lot of them are dishonest and get caught being dishonest and never address it and never take accountability. And if they're called out on being dishonest, they call everyone trolls, haters, yeah, yes, whatever exactly. it is. It's like, they're so used to being worshiped by their followers and getting so much positive feedback and you know serotonin whatever you want to call it throughout the day those
2: hits yeah
1: those serotonin hits and then as soon as one person questions them on something that's not adding up or why they're in freaking saint bart's during a pandemic um you know they they get so defensive and it's so interesting so i think the hilarious thing is so fascinating to me because she is this you know case of this influencer who very clearly, I mean, she's a special influencer who really only has her career because of who she's married to, but she built up this entirely false facade that she monetized for years and that she blatantly lied about for years. And if it were up to her, she could just, you know, block everyone commenting, delete the comments, attribute it to, you know, liars on the internet, trolls, which is what she's kind of trying to do, but then it kind of blew up and became this national story with all of this video evidence. And it's like, you can't talk your way out of this one, Hillary.
2: Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's very, and also then what makes the story even wilder is that the person she is with is Alec Baldwin, who is, you know, quote unquote, all for the truth and, you know, Mm -hmm. taking down Donald Trump for his lies and all of this stuff. And then to be like, Alec, the call is coming from inside your house, you know, like it's right there next to you. And, you know, you created like a mommy blogger, which by the way, I've got a under, I've got a, think that it's really hard to have eight kids or whatever how many kids right now when you're actually going through something it must really make you reconsider having being known for having so many kids and having your body bounce back which ties into another thing why it was kind of weird it was like a perfect storm of all of these things happening because amy schumer isn't it correct that she got into a little kind of a jokey quote back and forth with hillary
1: Yeah. So basically what happened was Amy Schumer posted this photo because Hilaria is known for her post baby body bounce bounce back. back. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. She always posts like lingerie photos, breastfeeding like two days after giving birth, which is obviously extremely unrealistic for someone who doesn't have, you know, the means that she has to be able to do that. So she's just kind of just been this annoying irrelevant person for a long time just kind of clinging to this one storyline that she's like you know this sexy spaniard who can have a million babies and still be sexy but anyway
4: 35 or 40 of my family members come from spain we're going to go to españa to see my family
0: Oh, you're going to bring him to Spain.
4: (laughs) Well, we brought Spain to him for the wedding, but now he's got to go to Spain. So Amy Schumer posted this photo of
1: (laughs) Hilaria being sexy with her new baby. And Amy did this thing where she pretended it was her. It's like one of those classic like internet jokes.
4: Yeah, basically. And
1: Hilaria pretended like not to understand it. Her pretending to just like not understand America. She said,
2: K, K, K?
1: Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> and then she started complaining about body shamers, people shaming her, which is just so See, ridiculous. That's, that's the,
2: that's when it gets, this, get, this is when it gets beautiful because then she clings to, okay, now I'm going to try to make this other person feel bad by this body shaming angle. You know, it's like all angles that I don't think she necessarily even believes in.
1: Right, it was just so stupid. And she clearly just wanted attention, but it blew up in her face because that's when, that's when a lot of people started to notice her, Fluctuating accent, but Lenny Lenny Briscoe. I so never watched the show. What's it? Law, and,
2: Law and Order. Law yeah. yeah. and
1: Order.
2: So it's at so Lenny Briscoe. L e n i b r i s c o e. She uh, had a tweet that said, "You have to admire hilaria Baldwin's commitment to her decade-long grift where she impersonates a Spanish person." And that's kind of one of the things that sailed a thousand ships then, I think.
1: Yes, that thread, let's not get it twisted. That thread was like the thing that set it all off. And she said, the writer of that thread, I actually don't know her pronouns, but I'm pretty sure it's a she. But either way, Yeah. Lenny Briscoe, I'm going to go with she. So, and she's anonymous, by the way, which is why she uses a pseudonym.
2: Thank God. And by the way, I think, well, I think we'll talk about this about the New York yeah, Times article. Yeah, the Alex article. Baldwin- okay,
1: but um so she tweeted this thread and she said she didn't even care about the amy schumer stuff like she just had been thinking about this for a while like the amy schumer stuff i think just had hilarious in the public consciousness for the you know for the first time and i guess a while and then this thread just set loose a shitstorm, obviously which thank god it did because well so yeah. I mean,
2: cause were you the first, okay. So I, I think I picked up a lot of these clips and stuff like that from you, but I mean, it's so weird. And I want to talk about this towards the end about getting credit for something that is kind of ridiculous. And you know, the people that then kind of search for credit is, is another realm of weirdness and all of this stuff. But were you the one that found the cucumber video? Was that No, Lenny? that
1: was in the original thread. So that, that was funny, Briscoe. And I know how important it is to give people credit for their research. You do.
2: That's what I, I really loved was that you were very, very vocal about proper credit. And I thought that was like very interesting, especially in this day and age, whether you're a meme maker, a person putting articles out there, is that content gets stolen very easily or people want credit for somebody else's work.
1: Yeah, no, I was very adamant that I got, that people were telling me like, thank you for showing me this and thank you for your hard work. Hero, queen, queen. Hero, and I was like, I literally didn't do anything. The, The only thing I did do was I put the entire Twitter thread on my Instagram stories which I then turned into a highlight, which is now, you know, people are like, go to th- go to this highlight. Like, <laughs> I think I brought it to Instagram, but like it would have gone viral either way because it's just the most absurd story in the world. But that was all Lenny Briscoe for even, I had never even consciously like thought of Hilaria Baldwin before this. Like I just didn't care about her. Like yeah, I, I mean, saw she's- her, in she- her.
2: I always remember, um, like I listened to Stern and Alec Baldwin was always a, like a guest on Stern and he would always do these kind of witty stories about my wife is from Spain and
0: like, you know. Really? Okay, I can't wait to see you. That's going to be great. Fantastic. What time? 12 o'clock? My wife is from Spain. Mm-hmm. And she said, blah, blah, blah. And blah, 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 I don't mean to be racist when I put that accent.
2: And then there was a David Letterman clip of, you know, oh, my wife is on Spain and he would get a big laugh from doing a kind of Spanish joke Hispanic about his wife accent. not understanding something. And it was very Alec Baldwin, very charming with his voice. And it's just funny that that gets played into this as well because you're then wondering, well, when did Alec Baldwin know? When is like, did his did his wife just start using a, a normal accent at some point, you know?
1: Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I think I share the theory of like a lot of people on the internet. And I actually, I wrote like a big like paragraph about this in my it's in my Instagram highlight and my Instagram is soap underscore Ross and you can find like Hillary Hilaria highlights where yeah, I yeah you
2: guys I'll put this in uh, the Instagram post when this is out just go directly to that I'll also put it in the show notes
1: yeah shameless plug
2: no but, God yes
1: um I I think that Alec was duped and I say this because I mean I my father is you know the same exact demographic heterosexual like 60 something year old man like kind of wrapped up in his own world and he like hey I wrote this in my column too and he got mad but like he he wouldn't freaking know who like if you told him I was born in Mallorca he would believe you like yeah you're not asking
2: for like documentation
1: yeah it's like it's just, just you know you can imagine that Alec Baldwin is someone that's kind of in it wrapped in his own little world and like a lot of straight men who I have encountered in my life, they kind of just don't ask a lot of questions. And so I think that, you know, it was something, and a lot of people have receipts about how he apparently was shut down by Selma Hayek on the set of 30 Rock. And yes. found out about that. And apparently he dated a Hispanic woman before Hilaria. And he, he apparently just likes Hispanic women. And so Hilaria thought to put on this persona for him. And then I think got kind of carried away with it. And to me, this theory makes sense because, like, just I just can't fathom him risking his career posing on the cover of Ola magazine twice. Multiple knowing times, yeah. I, and naming his children the most, you know, Hispanic sounding names, even though they're white Anglo-Saxon Protestant by blood, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's like, it, it's just, I just don't see Alec Baldwin as much as he, you know, is no freaking angel by any stretch no. of the imagination. I just don't think that he would have gone along with us because I think it would be like really stupid for his career.
2: No, I mean, and that's what I mean. It, it's even fascinating, though, because even the Alec, you know, so then kind of a, a lot of stuff gets brought out about Hillary, about, you know, where she's from. She's, you know, has a really her parents had a really nice house in a, a very ni- a decent part of Boston. Oh, like a
1: multimillion uh, dollar. Multi-
2: yeah. Like right in a really what is it like uh, Not Chapel Hill, but like, so like a very. Uh, you know, a fluent area. Um, but then classmates start coming out from of like, oh yeah, she's like a white Boston girl. She never had an accent. And then she had a dancing partner that you guys probably have seen pictures of her, like doing Spanish dances where she, I mean, we got to talk to about some point. It looks like she really leaned into the spray tans to almost change her look to look a little more Spanish. I mean, I don't know if that's just my eyes oh, yeah. reading into things. No,
1: it's not just your eyes because there is a video that someone, one of my followers unearthed from her Instagram that I hadn't seen. It wasn't on the original thread. It wasn't anywhere. One of my followers shared it with me and I retweeted it. And it's it was basically, um, I think it was, like mlk day 2019 or something originally someone thought it was during the george floyd protests earlier this year but it was an old instagram post where she is explaining racism to her daughter and holds up her arm and says she holds up her arm and says see see my skin color and your skin color which one is darker mine is she was clearly trying to come across as a different race, when in reality, she's the same race as her daughter. Think, look at my skin color. And look at your skin color. Who's darker? Yeah. And so I think, you know, obviously- And isn't
2: that part- wild to try to teach an actual- actual lesson that we all should be aware of race, but on top of a lie, on built on a lie, it almost kind of like just totally cuts that message at at the knees, you know? Oh,
1: exactly. It's unbelievable. When you watch the video, it's just unbelievable that she would think that was an appropriate thing to share and that this would just never come out, that she's a white girl from Boston. Like, it's just unbelievable to me. It just doesn't make sense. We
4: have tomatoes. We have, um a Cucumber. Cucumber. We have tomatoes. We have, um, what is saying? Cucumber. Cucumbers.
2: Now this is, uh, this is also a huge, uh, that I just, I thought this was just a chef's kiss, was that, you know, video got unearthed of her on, I believe an NBC, uh, good, what, like a cooking segment where she has to ask what the english word is for cucumber like uh, how you say how you say you know and that's what sold it for me because i have an acting background and what that is you can see is that she now says oh i you know i'm i'm fluent in both and it gets confusing for me sometimes and that's just one of the bold faced lies you can ever do because what that is is a is a bad improviser in the moment thinking oh you know what would be cool if i asked how to say cucumbers Like, you know, like she, that, that's how the human mind works is that she was thinking so far ahead that she's like, you know, what would spice this up? If I say, how do you say, how do you say this? Oh, cucumbers. Okay. Like that's, it's just, it's so out there.
1: I know it's so wild. And it, it, again, you can tell that, and I'm not, I'm not bilingual, but a lot of people that are bilingual or have grown up speaking multiple languages are like, as, In English speaking native, like English is your first language. You're from Boston. You would not forget the word for cucumber. And it, yeah, I mean, it's funny in her response where she's trying to defend herself and it's such a clear example. And I know a lot of people throw this word around now but it's such a clear example of gaslighting like yeah. making all of us That's, feel crazy when you it's like, guys are
2: the bad ones yeah
1: right and it's like no you literally lied for years and like there's so much evidence that we can't even like get into in this amount of time but like Everyone needs to just read that or go to my highlights or read the original thread. Yeah,
2: and I'll I'll put that in the the highlights. But the, the interesting thing then, if you then are a student of pop culture, is to see how this kind of thing explodes. And when somebody doesn't actually kind of give a, like kind of tell the truth, it kind of eats itself. It keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And everybody was in that week between Christmas and New Year's, which I want to then nominate as calling it the Hilaria week from here on out, where we really didn't know what to do. And so all you were on was online and making memes and making jokes because it kept getting worse because there was just so much evidence from her own podcast to interviews, to Alec Baldwin, to everybody. Uh, And then you got information about her, her parents that were like oh yeah her dad's just a really he loves spanish culture which is awesome like and the people that are bilingual i always been like man isn't that enough like if i'm here but i know how to speak spanish i'd be bragging about that all the time i'm from america but i I know how to speak spanish like i would want everybody to know and be proud of that but she wants to take it a step further and like no i'm from there that's in my dna you know
1: Exactly. Like it's one thing to appreciate a culture. It's another thing to completely appropriate one and make it your entire identity and kind of, you know, perpetuate these stereotypes that are actually harmful to real immigrants, like you're not an immigrant. You can't pretend that, you know, you, you you came to America when you were 19 and English was your second language and all of this inspirational, amazing backstory that, you know, real, real immigrants haven't found a success story a lot of the times because they don't have, yep. you know, it's like you're appropriating this story that isn't real. And it's just so wild to me.
2: See, there, there's two sides of this story is that I, I find it there's like a hum like a very humorous side to this story that that's how I kind of got involved in it. But then, you know, the underlying thing that really is, is the deeper, darker thing is that it's all, uh, about representation is that, uh, you know, I, I, I've told this story on the podcast before about working at an acting studio and my boss uh, got in very big trouble because she told a new student that looks, um, uh, looks Spanish to uh, appropriate a Spanish name, wear a wear a red dress and put on some big earrings and try to present as spanish and mexican to actually get ty- get to get brought in for roles like that. And somebody audiotaped my boss at that time and released it. So Variety, Deadline, all these people did articles and it really just wiped her business out because you had all of these people going like I fought for that representation for those roles to get into those rooms and you're telling some white girl, white jewish girl to like act like me and it was like this huge kind of conversation but that's what this is is that like you are taking away, you are getting attention for something that you're not when there's actual people out there that are fighting to get attention that actually are that, that, that were born there, that are trying to, you know, do Oh something. yeah,
1: it's horrible. Like Latina Magazine, Ola Magazine, instead of featuring, you know, real Hispanic women or Latinas or, you know, women of color, black latinas they were featuring a white woman from boston like people have every right to be angry about that and yes like as like a person with white privilege who is not i don't have that immigrant experience i i i empathize with you know the people i'm like you have every right to be mad i also am like this is so ridiculous that it's Hilarious. Yeah. Like and it, it,
2: and if you're a comedian, you have a right to be mad. Like it works on both levels. It can be both. <laughs> but so the, the crazy thing was, so this all happens, all of these things are happening, all of this footage is getting unearthed. And then Hilaria decides to do an interview with the New York Times. Well, first no, first I think oh, yeah. it's Alec Baldwin did a I mean, first off, I think she did like a yeah. nine-minute Instagram something. And then Alec Baldwin decided to put out a nine-minute Instagram thing. And this is where you guys is. You have somebody doing the performance of a lifetime that was the scariest shit I've ever seen in my life cuz he's actively trying to scare us.
0: I'm reading what those things are is false. And some of it's so spectacularly false. And they've said it about people I love, false things. You got to consider the source. You got to you have to consider the source. Consider the source. Consider the source. Consider the source. Consider the source.
1: It's, yeah, it's really frightening. And I think, again, if they had just taken accountability and been like, Hey, like if Hilaria was just like I got carried away, it was not okay for me to lie. Yeah, like but she, but for them to just like deny it outright, it's making everyone just blow it up so much more and unearth even more evidence because it's like no,
4: you're you're lying to us still.
1: Ilaria,
0: very know. nice. To now, meet you. how do you say? You say Ilaria. Ilaria. Do people call you Hillary?
4: Sometimes and you know it's the same name, right. so it's it's fine. It means happy. My family lives in Spain. Okay, and I have moved to New York mm-hmm. when I was 19 years old. Wow, I went to your NYU. English is impeccable. Well, I impeccable. grew up speaking both English and Spanish. Okay, so um, so yes, but and are my both, children, both parents are Spanish. My um, my family is mixed of a okay. bunch of different things. But yeah, the Alec thing is crazy, and I think that that video, to me,
1: he actually like looks really like destroyed like that's oh, what I'm, like, he. You he see, yeah you see like, the bags first under first his eyes for the first time too like that's why i'm like it's crazy
2: When he says and he's like you know he kind of rambles but his he has like the most beautiful voice so you're just like wow what a great voice but he's kind of just he's like uh you know there's people that you love family members that you want to protect and oh
1: yeah consider
2: like- the source
1: when you love someone you want to protect them (laughs) yes and it's like
2: (laughs) dude that's all you have to say when you love but i don't know where the other eight and a half minutes of that speech came from because it gets really kind of weirdly scary and threatening and in a way gaslighting in its own way Mm -hmm. um and there's really and that kind of sets sell like a lot of memes as well and then you're like okay let's you know hopefully she'll come out but she does an interview with the new york times which weirdly once again seems to make everything even more worse, you know?
1: Yeah. Yep. I actually need to pull pull up that Please. article. There were just so many gems in that interview.
2: But um, overall it's it's it, once again her not uh her blaming everything else including mm-hmm. they throw creative arts, art artist agency under the bus which CAA is one of the huge agencies in uh in I guess all of the world and represented her for public speaking events and even in her bio it says from uh, from Spain. And she even said, oh, that's their mistake. I, I couldn't help that. I can't help what other people print about me, which is why. Yeah.
1: And obviously this is bullshit because that was your own talent agency bio. Like if any place should have your accurate birthplace, like that said Mallorca, Spain. And yes. so she, yeah. she's blaming journalists and the media for misreporting. And it's like, no. But you know who else
2: does that? Donald Trump. Like, I mean, like, oh, this yeah, is, yeah, you, know, you know who else? It's like the media's fault. That's the that's yeah, another it's like that's thing
1: the, that's not the narrative though. And it's funny because Alec obviously, you know, on SNL plays yeah. Donald Trump, and it's like there's so many parallels between them during the saga. But in the New York Times article, she says that. She didn't know that Ola magazine, for which she has twice <laughs> posed for the cover and which has written some 20 items about her on its English language website so far this year, repeatedly reported inaccurately that she was a Spaniard because she said she didn't read articles about herself. So, <laughs> so she just doesn't read articles about herself and just like checks out, checks them. out, yeah. which checks of out. course is like just a complete just fallacy. But like if the, you look, if you
2: look at the Ola co- uh, cover, she looks like a flamenco dancer on it with her, with Alec and her kids. Yeah. You like, know?
1: Please. And one of my followers also sent me, um, a mirror picture and in the background, like it was, it's just something from her Instagram. She has one of her like magazine covers framed in the background. <laughs> so it <laughs> that
2: seems- doesn't mean she read it. That doesn't mean she read it. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Devil's advocate. Um, so that, she also the caa bio thing um she also said that um (laughs) she wanted to shield her parents from press attention that (laughs) would fall upon them simply because their daughter married someone really famous she said she had purposefully avoided sharing details of
3: i would like to know how important it is for you that your kids speak spanish and how is
4: your spanish coming along
0: muy bien <laughs>
4: safe. But I have to say to you, it's one of the things that makes our relationship work because he can be being him and I'm like really angry with him. And then I can say something and he's like, What did you say? And I'm like, I said, I love you. It happens. And then the he says again and he they says something again house. and asks again, Say something. And I'm like, I said, You're right all the time. <laughs> so it's like I really get to like just like let the steam off so I'm not like holding on to tension.
1: Sure, her
0: friends who speak Spanish, they're all making fun of me. And I go, What did you say? She's like, I said that you're the sexiest man I've ever met. <laughs>
1: She said they couldn't pronounce the word Baldwin.
2: Like <laughs> yes, that was, yeah. and we got pictures of her at her wedding where she's dressed. like, I mean, it's it's just it's 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 like cosplaying uh, a, a Mexican lady. You know
1: exactly. It wasn't just her like obfuscating the truth. Like she was deliberately and blatantly lying. And again, there are videos of her, when people ask her, you know, she says she came She came to the US when she was 19. Oh, but she meant New York. And then when they ask her, you know, where do you come from when you came here at 19? She says, my parents live in Mallorca, Spain. So yeah. she wants, she knows what she's implying. It's all very deliberate. But yeah. now she can say, hey, I didn't lie. Like my parents do live in Mallorca, I didn't lie. But like, she knows what she's doing.
2: And I was also, it's interesting if you look at the timeline of events too, is that when, you know, you see how lies build is that she was somewhat truthful back in like, uh, there were times in like. Uh 2011, where uh, I'm reading a timeline where it says, Hilaria begins dating Alec Baldwin after meeting him at a restaurant. She says on Twitter that she spent a lot of my childhood in Spain. That was in 2011. And so it's weird how she chose to sometimes really lean on I'm from there and sometimes like kind of tell th- that wasn't actually a Twitter response. That wasn't an actual tweet that was responding to somebody else. So it's yeah. weird how she, when she really leaned in and when she kind of like, Uh, oh, but this is actually the real detail in kind of a very quiet way, you know?
1: There are old tweets where she says she was born in Boston. So it's like, but then for years, she was implying that she was born in Mallorca. So I think that, you know, again, this was something that coincided with her relationship with Alec Baldwin. Yeah. So I think it became more intense as the relationship became more intense. Like the lie became more intense that she had to keep up with this lie. Like, I just can't fathom that... Alec would agree to all of these, you know, including the Spanish wedding.
0: My wife, Ilaria, really is this this preposterously unique person. She's able to juggle. She's all this. the most, but she's the most healthy person emotionally. What happens? I'm sitting here and like I'm in my room and something happens. Yeah. And my wife will come in and be like, you know, Alec, what good does this do for you to be so upset? And she just she's so she's so fucking reasonable. <laughs> right. It's exhausting. No <laughs> Let's get this. Okay. Yeah. I'm just saying to you right now and my wife will go, "Alec, like, don't do that to him." Right. You scare him. <laughs> you're so intense, and you say, And my and like I can't do anything.
1: All of these things that are clearly, you know, you're appropriating a culture. You're not just appreciating it. It's going a little far here. Like I just don't see him going along with it. So.
2: No, and I will I will not rest until we get Stephen Baldwin to to quote on this. We need to get Stephen Baldwin involved in some way. Uh, I
1: need everyone. I need like Haley Bieber's comment. I well, want everyone to weigh in. Like, so it then that was great because like
2: you got Ireland Baldwin. Who, by the way, Ireland Baldwin. Who is she paying at the Daily Mail? There's constant articles about Ireland Baldwin and I don't even know one thing she's done but she's constantly in the Daily Mail which is one of my favorite news sources and (laughs) she comes out and says you know and defends uh Hillary and just like oh she you know she's such a loving um you know mother to me you know and blah, blah 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 and then you know people really come after her and then she has to kind of backtrack and go okay I understand that people are upset you know
1: well, she kind of did the thing. And I know that, yeah, she backtracked. And I think that Ireland, like, means well. And she obviously, like, is just a young girl that's getting caught up in, like, her stepmom's crazy lies. So, <laughs> you know, I'm like, I feel bad for Ireland. But she kind of did the Hilaria thing, which also in the New York Times, she was like, fake Twitter accounts are bullying me. First yes. of all, I use my real identity on Twitter. Yes. She says, fake identity. is I use my real identity. You can DM me, Hillary, and we can talk directly if you want but they're like accusing people of being bullies and just like blah. blah. and it's like no when you are a public person and you have made money off of being a public person for years now yes people want answers from you they feel misled and you can even see like I have never been clearly one of her like longtime followers who loves her yoga tips and like her like kids content like I'm not
2: I knew her for being able to have the body bounce back. Like, because uh, that was what Alec would always say. Like, how does she like, you know? And I was like, oh, okay. It's like a little piece of information you put in your brain, but there's no part of me that was like, I need to watch mommy bloggers more. Right? But she did
1: have a lot of longtime followers that like liked her yoga content and stuff like that. And you can see in her comment section, people are like, I've followed you for years now and I'm so disappointed. I feel so misled. Like these aren't just random trolls. Like these are people that actually feel very like betrayed by her in a way, especially ones that probably were like, oh, this is another Hispanic woman. And just to find out that she was appropriating their culture and kind of turning it into a character is probably really offensive to them.
2: And isn't part of being an influencer or what the goal is to let somebody in and on your actual life and share something that's real about yourself. So I have to imagine that really goes against what supposedly an influencer is, right?
1: That's my favorite thing is all of these influencers who talk so much about authenticity (laughs) and being authentic. They're always the biggest, that's like a red flag to me because anyone who talks about authenticity that much is clearly just like, you know, the biggest piece of shit usually. Yeah, and
2: it's all like part of some kind of grand design in their heads mm-hmm. of like, they're wanting people to feel a certain way. Just like her wanting to make, uh, you know, people feel bad of like trolls are after me and kind of still trying to play the victim in a situation that she has helped cause over the course of a decade, you know?
1: Exactly, and at this point it's like, it's some sort of like, I'm not gonna diagnose anyone. That's not my job, but I'll like, do it, it's- I'll it's- do it, yeah. Yeah, there's some sort of disorder happening there. Well, and- I
2: mean, But but in reality, though, what you're saying, and I know we're not, but but there is, I think we ha- are in a society in a day and age where there is so much uh, social media, so much of this is that it is kind of a disorder to want to be kind of at the forefront of a lot of that and wanting so many eyes on you with, you know, even Alec Baldwin at this end of the day, you'd be like, man, I might not like Uh, his politics or how he goes about things. Um, uh, But man, he has had some amazing acting performances. That guy has a real special gift. I can honestly say that about him, you know, but with her, you know, it's like, these aren't necessarily special gifts, you know, showing that you're able to bounce back. And, you know, it's, so it's weird. I feel like we're coming into a thing where the influencer set, I sometimes have a huge disconnect because of my age, but also because I'm like, well, I don't see, what are they doing that's special? I don't I don't get that, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, I agree with you. Like, I don't understand why so many people right now, like all of the Gen Z superstars like Addison Rae and the D'Amelio, <laughs> I don't understand. But yeah, I mean, we live in like an attention economy. And like, I think, I mean, it, I feel bad for Hillary that she didn't think that Hillary from Boston was good enough. Like, that's sad that she felt that she had to be this person in order to you know, whether it was to get Alex Alec Baldwin's affections or to get attention on social media or to get all these magazine covers, like she wanted attention, I guess. And imagine
2: us having to help along a a millionaire. Like, um, imagine us having to make a a millionaire feel like they're worth it. You know, like, that's our job now, is that, like, Hillary, you're great. We love you just as you. Like, why is that any of our jobs, you know? Like, we're now having to make her feel bad. And, like, please tell us the truth, even though you've been able to, like, house and clothe yourself and be very well taken care of for the majority of your life, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's so laughable that, someone who you know was posting breastfeeding photos on Instagram every single day, <laughs> lingerie, yoga sessions. It doesn't now, hit as
2: well anymore now. That doesn't yeah. hit as great. Yeah.
1: Well, now she's all of a sudden asking for privacy and boundaries. It's like, I love when that happens. For one I love time. when the influencers <laughs> that overshare the most ask for privacy as yes. soon as it's convenient. Now you want privacy because we're asking for answers. Like
2: another um, bright spot on this that made me really lol was Amy Schumer got back into the fray at a certain point, and she was off, of course, vacationing. And in, 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 I forgot where, but um, uh, and she posts uh, uh, kind of a photo of her looking very, you know, um, I, I don't know wh- how you would say it, but um, she was like, I get it, I went to Spain once too, or so. What was the,
1: with the what cucumber was the... emoji? Yeah, yeah. With the cucumber emoji, keegan commented on it. And at that point, everyone was like, okay, this is like for real viral. But she deleted it. Yeah,
2: why do you think? What, what do you think is behind that? Like, I honestly. I think that
1: Hilaria reached out. That's my theory that she was like, you.
2: As dude, a mother dude, to mother.
1: Dude, like with her fake accent. Yeah. mother to mother. I don't even know what <laughs> accent. That's and what I, I feel like because everyone thought it was hilarious. Like all of these other celebrities were commenting on it. So I feel like it had oh, to Oh,
2: I, I I I was I I literally actually not just wrote LOL, I actually laughed out loud. It really made me laugh. And then it also made me question why she deleted it. And that's when I think you have these kind of celebrity people. It's kind of like the the political secretary of state. And like who which agents calling which agent to get this taken down? And you kind of have this imaginary thing in your head of the celebrity set going, You, 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 you've gone too far, Amy. Take it down, take it down, you know?
1: Oh, yeah. I loved imagining all the celebrities reading about the hilarious stuff. I think I tweeted something about like Rihanna, and I was like, Rihanna loves Bravo celebrities and like D-list celebrities. I know she's loving this. What? And also, <laughs> I'm not gonna say, I'm not gonna say who, but when I wrote a like viral Twitter thread back in March about an influencer <laughs> named Ariel Charnas who traveled with coronavirus. Um, this was back in March. An A-list singer who everyone knows, who I'm not going to name because she didn't want to get involved. And she basically DM'd me on Twitter about my thread and was basically thanking me for like calling out this influencer for being irresponsible. And she was like, I know if I spoke out about this, it would become a whole... Us Weekly, like it would be a whole news story and it would be like a feud. And she was like, so please just keep this between us. And I was like, okay, why are you talking to me? This is so cool.
2: So as we start start winding down, I don't want to take all of your day, but this is just so, this is just the best conversation. I love this kind of stuff is that what also is the other fascinating part of this is that there's two aspects of this that I, I kind of find interesting is that You know, time is the thing that heals all pop culture stories. So all you have to do really is to kind of keep your head down and wait it out because Okay, great. Now we have the, um, we have Harry Styles and Olivia Wilde. Okay, boom, that takes a lot of heat off. Oh, wow, we got Kim and Kanye. Whoa, that takes a lot of heat off. And, you know, Erica Jan and Tom Girardi, Erica's like, oh, this is for me. And it's like, no, girl, we don't, Erica, you're fine. Like, um, but this actually takes even more heat off of that story. Where do you see this story going from here? What do you think the next move is studying uh, history, I guess?
1: I mean, I don't think Hilaria will be able to stay off social media for long. I think she's gonna keep getting berated about it until she comes clean and takes accountability. If (laughs) she's gaslighting and pretending it didn't happen, then people are gonna keep commenting
4: cucumber emojis. I've always been a Zara fan. It's, you know, it is a Spanish brand. And um, so I've known about it since for very, very, very long time before I was in this country on her photos forever.
1: For the rest
2: of her life, yeah.
1: Yeah, but I feel like mostly, I think a lot of people probably feel bad for them at this point because it was kind of the most embarrassing scandal that's happened in a really long time to find out that, you know, she has been lying and that Alec was duped by his own wife, potentially. Like, it's all just so humiliating that I'm kind of just like, I think they'll probably just, you know lay low for a little bit for as long as they can and then i don't think you know the the twitter mob will you know be bringing their pitchforks forever i think well, they find people,
2: something else we, we find something find else, something to, else to, to, to be yeah.
1: outraged about and again i think it's just so embarrassing that at this point people are like i kind of already just feel bad for them
2: The other aspect to this story, and I don't know if you can speak on this or your thoughts on this, is that I found that the, we talked about this briefly before about the idea of credit of something of like Lenny Briscoe, the Twitter user, which by the way, Lenny Briscoe, you know, anonymously, anonymously gave a quote to the New York Times and it said, "Well, we're not going to use this person's name in fear of Alec Baldwin hitting. You know, she was afraid she might be hit by Alec and Baldwin." It
1: listed out all of his like <laughs> domestic disputes that he has had, and which, all the times he's like been arrested. <laughs>
2: which, by the way, I mean valid. I mean, it's funny, yeah. in a way, but of extremely valid point. I was like, you know, there's paparazzi out there that are ready to get major money out of upsetting Alec Baldwin because it's so easy to do. Have you had any experiences where anybody's reached out to you negatively in in regards to the story?
1: Um, like reaching out to me in like a threatening way.
2: Well, I guess a threatening way of like, how dare you or who are you to speak about this? Who are you to present these facts? Do you ever get stuff like this in any of your work?
1: Honestly, surprisingly, not really. Um, I have had, I'm trying to think, um, honestly, no. Like people, people ask me that a lot and they're like, oh my God, are you worried that so-and-so is going to sue you? And I'm like, I, I tweet and I write about things that to me have been verified as factual as far as I'm concerned, whether I'm like, there's no way this isn't true or I have actual receipts to prove it. So I'm kind of just like, you know what? Like, no, I'm just posting. That's why I'm like, Lenny Briscoe shouldn't worry about Alec. I mean, physically him punching her. Yes. But like (laughs) legal, legal action. No. Like if you're, if you're literally just posting the truth, then there's nothing anyone can do, and she did. She posted facts. So yeah. I mean, for me, that's kind of what I like to do is just stick to facts, and I obviously editorialize it with like my own comments and own little like remarks. But like for the most part, I'm like these these are just my fa- my my opinions that I believe to be true, and I'm pretty sure they are true.
2: What's so your, what's, your, what's your sorry. history? How did you get? How did you get to where you are today? Like, what made you want to do this? Did you fall into this? Like, did you study for this? How did how did you get here? What's your what's your past?
1: I mean, I've always been a writer. Um, I've mostly worked in like the fashion and beauty industries, and I worked at Refinery Twenty Nine, which at one point they gave all of their employees blue check marks, which is how I got my blue check mark years ago. So everyone That's always wild. asked me that. Yeah. And so it's been really, you know, a blue check mark is definitely nice to have as a writer with a platform. Yeah. Um, and from there, like I said, I kind of just started tweeting about just whatever was on my mind. And I just thought all of these pop culture stories were interesting. So I started tweeting about them and then I got an audience just from tweeting about that stuff. And then I got a lot of freelance writing work from, um, you know, my tweets and now I have my column and stuff. So, yeah.
2: And where can we find your column?
1: Um, it is, I actually don't know the URL for it, but if you Google Sophie Ross column, it's the first link that comes up and it's influence.co slash no filter is the website. Yeah.
2: Um, the other thing that, uh, I was talking about earlier too, is it's just the, so, you know, Lenny Briscoe had started this, you had a great thing on your Twitter where you were really kind of pointing people in all of these cool little directions and look at this and look at this. And I love just kind of eating all of that information. And then, uh, I follow Tracy Morrissey. A lot of us do on Instagram and Tracy has been on this show before. And I noticed in her stories, all of a sudden I'm like, oh, that's weird. I, I you know, like, cause Tracy, by the way, I was like, oh, I wonder when Tracy will get to this. And it took her like a day or two. I was kind of like, well, and I knew she she was sick as well, but like, I was kind of like, well, where's Tracy in all of this? She usually jumps into this kind of fray. And then all of a sudden she did. And I just noticed she was posting kind of every little video I had already seen on Twitter, you know, which I, I don't, uh, I don't do a lot of that in my stories are usually just fart jokes about reality shows, but you know, I, I, I noticed that and I was like, that's very weird. And I just kind of put that in the back of my head. And, and then all of a sudden uh, I a New York mag did uh, an article about her or like meet the influencer that broke this story kind of. And it was very interesting because even in my kind of, Hayes, I was like, wait a sec, but Tracy didn't, I, I found this out about this other, from this other thing on Twitter. I was like, I've already seen all these clips. Like she did a really good job in presenting them and, and putting them up. And I, I think she did one slide where she commented on, um, you know, uh, Hasidic families and stuff like that. Uh, but it was interesting. And then I went to Twitter, I think a day after that. And a lot of people kind of were outraged about like, Hey, Tracy, you didn't do this. Why are you taking credit for this? And I thought this was another interesting aspect of this story and pop culture where it kind of like starts eating itself. What are your feelings? I mean, I'm, Oh
1: yeah, I thought I this to... part was hilarious too because it was like, you're pretending to be the person who uncovered the story about the woman pretending to be Spanish. Like it, it was, was yeah, it was very bizarre. And it should be noted that the author of that New York Magazine piece um, used to work at Jezebel with Tracy, who's it, the founder Yeah, of huge, himself. yeah. So obviously, you know that she has a connection in New York Magazine, whereas this anonymous Lenny Briscoe person doesn't. But everyone on Twitter knows that it was this Lenny Briscoe person. So everyone was kind of calling out Tracy, and I don't know if she ever addressed people calling her out for that. I don't think she did. But, <laughs> I, um, I just
2: wonder what I mean coming from a uh, from, coming from Jezebel and doing a lot of articles, and and she's really kind of does a lot of stuff like this. I wonder why. Um, I don't know, I guess that was the question and I'll probably ask Tracy this at some point because I just kind of was like, well, wh- where is that line? Because I even know if I make a stupid meme that gets a lot of attention and then I see it somewhere else, you know, or see somebody copy me and cut off my watermark, I'll be like, wow, that's really, that's kind of shitty. Like that's a stupid meme. And why did somebody take that from me? And also, can you own a story? I guess that's the other big thing.
1: I mean, I don't think you can own necessarily a story but the the scoops the the pieces of evidence that were obtained were dug up by one person and that was Lenny Briscoe so that yeah. cucumber video no one would have seen otherwise if it weren't for Lenny Briscoe so I feel like yeah that that's important because I know what it's like to you know put a ton of research into exposing someone or like digging through all of this old evidence and if someone were to take credit for me breaking an international news story like I would be pissed and a lot of people again were coming to Lenny Briscoe's defense on Twitter which I was very really-
2: much so very much so and if, by yeah. the way I, I want you guys to follow Lenny Briscoe and she actually has a GoFundMe for a lady that passed away from COVID um earlier in the pandemic and and she she just seems like a really I don't know her and I don't you know who she is but she seems like a good person so it's worth checking out um
1: yeah she seems funny and um is actually cuban half cuban half jewish maybe was what i've gathered from the tweets oh my god i'm not gonna like i have no nothing else you just her.
2: outed lenny briscoe as I cuban and she's not yeah. lenny
1: Briscoe, just from stuff that she's tweeted. And so yeah. it was interesting to get perspective about this hilarious story from someone who actually is you know i know latina and hispanic cultures are different but still like it's someone who can be categorized as a spanish-speaking person whose culture is somehow being appropriated in some way
2: oh by the way i i said earlier hillary was impersonating a mexican lady when i met spanish so i even still sometimes make like kind of huge mistakes here and there so i apologize but um so I know we probably miss eighty billion things about this because there's so many little details. So I really suggest you go to Sophie's highlight reel. I suggest you go to Twitter. I'm going to put these kind of things on there for you guys, and I'm sure you've uh, voraciously, you know, have fed yourself all of this information, anyways. But I wanted to talk to somebody that I really admire to kind of walk me through all of these thoughts in my head um, as we look forward to 2021 what do you see on the horizon for pop culture? What do you, what are, what is in your head right now where you're like, I'm keeping an eye on this. I'm keeping an eye on that. What do you see?
1: Uh, well, I'm looking at your sir hat, so I'm oh. thinking of yes, What is your
2: what is your bravo? What is your because I I know you love this stuff as well. What were your yes. thoughts on does Vanderpump rules continue? What is your I think I, it,
1: okay? I want it to continue now, just because I don't want to give Jax and Brittany the satisfaction. You guys, first oh. time in
2: 2021, fuck you, Jax Taylor. I say fuck it every. Fuck
1: you, Jax year. Taylor. Jax Taylor is gonna be like, sweetie, I told you the show couldn't go on without me.
2: <laughs> well that, the sad thing is for Jax to really kind of be effective again he'd have to really fully cheat on britney and like have that shown on film and i don't put it past him
1: i mean it probably would but it's like at this point no one wants to even give that piece of shit a platform anymore so i'm so happy that he's gonna be gone now i just want like some sort of tom tom spin-off. i'm yeah I i'm down for that tom dude tom I... yeah and i want like I want like the fun people back. Like I, I think that DJ James Kennedy has made a great 180. Um, Raquel, Tom, and Ariana, obviously, I think, are great. They're kind of like the voices of reason. I thought that Charlie was Charlie like was a great. yeah. Charlie, Charlie and, Danica, and Charlie,
0: you
2: know,
1: Danica is kind of abusive. Apparently.
2: Danica, that's what it was crazy was a Danica, like, you know, there was like lawsuits back and forth or like, uh, criminal things back and forth from like her boyfriend at the time and her beating each other up. And I was like, this is the crap. Like we had a scene with Danica this past season where she talked about like uh, being approached for a threesome from her boyfriend and she hit her boyfriend, but we didn't get to see it. We just heard about it. I'm like, that's who you need to follow people that are young. Exactly like buck wild, like earlier seasons of Vanderpump rules. Yes. The other thing I, I having gone to TomTom Tom many times is that they have a staff knowing a lot of their staff, actually, they have a very like, uh, like ethnically like amazing across the board say like they have uh, gay people, straight people, bi people like they have it all there. All they have to do is interview these people, piece natural things together. Don't force feed us you know brett and max who don't really like i mean don't Uh, force feed us characters that don't work and then act like we should like even poor dana had to like kind of all of a sudden be uh, a female lead of a show that we didn't even trust her yet you know
1: dana Dana dana's so bad she just was such an awful addition i'm sorry
2: where are you at with stassi what's your what's your feelings
1: i mean i was one of saucy's in the early years, I worship Stassi. I met her a couple of times at like meet and greets. Like I loved her. And then obviously, you know, the problematic stuff. Um, as a Jewish person, the Nazi chic thing was not cool. A lot of the other comments, not cool. In my mind, I am ready for Stassi and Bo to kind of fade into oblivion. Um, and it's I, I don't think it will.
2: I don't think, I mean, I think she, uh, out of all of them out of Jax, out of everybody has the biggest chance for an actual like career she, outside yeah. of all of this.
1: She has, like, this built-in fan base, which I get, because she definitely was, like, the most charming one in the early seasons, for sure. I get why people would, like, flock to, like, you know, this Regina George type. Um, Yeah, and I used to be a fan of hers, but, no...
2: her, her whole thing was basic bitch. And it's like, I think there was a time and place for a basic bitch. And I think we live now this past year, especially it's like, we need to maybe rise above the basic bitch and like, you know, basic yeah. AF and all that stuff of like, Hey, we had that, but like, let's try to maybe be a step above basic and we, we can still like ranch and game of Thrones and all that shit. But like, yeah. maybe we could just like try to elevate just a hair up and try not to say, extremely stupid shit that might get other people hurt, you know?
1: That's the other thing. Like, I miss when Stassi actually had a personality that wasn't ranch in Game of Thrones. Yeah, well, I mean, but
2: that's pop culture too. Is it kind of like, not? you kind of start pigeonholing yourself into what you know works the the easiest. What gets the most reaction? You have
1: to brand yourself. You have to brand yourself. And that's what she did. And like, it makes sense. But yeah, I mean, at this point, like after season eight of VPR, I was like, (laughs) they need to like do something. It here. was painful.
2: It felt like work every week watching it. Exactly. It, it did
1: feel like work. I was like, this isn't fun anymore. Like watching Jax Taylor was not fun anymore. I was like, this is horrible. Like he is so evil. And all well, that
2: him co-opting mental illness towards the end of the season when he oh, made fun God. of Ariana for it. And all of a sudden he's like, My brain, it's 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 bruised, my brain is sprayed. <laughs> Which by the way, he learned that from Kanye West in the David Letterman interview because that guy watches non stop Netflix, and that's exactly what Kanye West told David Letterman that he had like a like a bruised brain and I know Jax picks that shit up and he just feeds it. Yes, because that's what
1: sociopaths do. Sociopaths, they pick up things from, like, observing other people because they don't know how to act human. Like, that's definitely what happened. Like, Jack, because Jax is a sociopath.
2: But everything that he always makes fun of, like, he made fun of Ariana's bisexuality. Here's a person that's pretty much proven to probably have been bisexual at one point in his life or at least let people do things to him. Like, all of these things, very interesting. And then he can still find room in his you know, Lord godly loving heart to like make fun of somebody ruthlessly for being bisexual, ruthlessly for being an alcoholic, ruthlessly for having mental illness. DJ James Kennedy, like you said, has made a great comeback and I've really noticed how quiet he's been. And I think that is a huge clue in that the show will continue because I think they've let certain people know. And those people have kind of stayed as quiet as possible, like Raquel, DJ James Kennedy, Sandoval, Ariana, Schwartz, Katie, those people are way like you don't hear a lot from them, but you hear a lot from Jax.
1: I agree. I agree. And I mean, yeah, right now, Jax needs all the attention he can get. The people that are going to be on the show are like, okay, we're set. We just can't fuck up like the rest of them did.
2: Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sophie I could literally if you I please come on anytime that you want if there's ever anything you want to yell at please you, uh, come to a monthly segment you' just you're the best. thank you for taking the time out to talk to us through all of this. Um, I'm gonna put all of her socials all of the stuff where you can find her on the show notes please go follow her if you don't please uh, read what she does uh, obviously just a pop culture kind of maven so uh, these are the people that you have to watch because they lead us in the right direction of what to kind of keep our eyes on and kind of cut through the nonsense that's out there. Um, Is there anything else that we can support that you do?
1: um no i feel like that's about it everything that i do i share in my socials, so just follow me there but thank you so much for having me this was so fun yeah it was so it was great, great to distraction finally meet from yes. everything going on i forgot I... about you know the world falling oh apart yeah
2: by the way, way guys the world is still falling apart so i think the uh, uh the capital's being attacked so it'll be interesting to see how the uh kardashians and bravo and all these i know my brain, brain is story. like him
1: hilarious hilaria instead of like real world problems. isn't
2: that weird that that's like kind of the state of pop culture is that it's all becoming one is that politics is theater politics is actually having a better season than some bravo shows did last year you know
1: yeah oh my god exactly
2: um oh. but thanks again and i hope you will come on again soon
1: i would love to thank you so much for having me because your wife's name is hilaria is it hilaria Halar. it's hilaria hilaria uh, Ilar- oh it's so stupid okay. <laughs>
3: You're wasting your talent, Randy)
2: That was Sophie Ross, and I thought she was awesome. I hope you guys like her. You can find her on Twitter at at S-O-P-H-R-O-S-S-S-S, and I'll make sure that's in the show notes as well. And her Instagram, where she has, remember, a highlight reel of a lot of these things, is S-O-P-H underscore R-O-S-S. So go check out her at both of those places. Now, I want to get into, we mentioned briefly in this interview, the recent Jeffree Star allegations. And just so you guys know, again, is that there was a rumor out there that Kanye is with a famous uh, beauty blogger or a makeup maven. And I guess you could say jeffrey star is that uh jeffrey star has uh he posted a thirst post saying i'm ready for sunday service and i guess he lives three and a half hours from cody wyoming where kanye has his uh his uh compound so uh jeffrey actually released his first youtube uh, video of the year and i'm gonna play you some clips where he actually directly addresses the kanye rumor which you know, he was raring to do. Here it is.
3: Well, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to my channel. Hi! Okay, now today, it's the first video of 2021. And I was about to show you a lot of adventures of what's been going on in my life, but we have to address something because I woke up uh, today and I was like, huh? Uh, I guess, allegedly, Jeffree Star has been sleeping with Kanye West, um, and that's why they're getting a divorce. Goodbye!
2: First off, what if I actually did that? That's my new intro every time I do a podcast. What's up, everybody? What's up? What's up, everybody? What if I become a YouTuber in 2021? Would that be something of interest to people? Like, what's up, everybody? It's Ryan. I'm a middle-aged dude. What's up, what's up, what's up? Let's do this. And then it just follows me watching reality shows and taking notes all day. What's up, everybody? I just took notes on Real Housewives of Orange County. I woke up today and something felt different, and I went to the news, and it said, Ryan Bailey sleeping with Kanye West. Who? You know, there's Jeffree Star... Uh, I mean, obviously, uh, uh, not, I don't want to say genius, but obviously something, somebody that's made a lot of money doing what they do and built up a huge business. But he just, he seems like a lot, you know, like Russell brand seems like a lot. Like whenever I watch Russell brand, I'm like, I know he's funny and I know he's saying things that make sense, but he's just exhausting. I might be a little exhausting myself, but you know, where you're just like, oh man, that's I have to really just, that's a lot, a lot of energy coming my way you know so uh let's see what else he has to say here uh here you go everybody i woke up and my phone was blowing up and i'm like oh my god
3: what what in the scandal is going on today i honestly had no idea right i've been i'm, I'm keeping it to myself i'm living in the in this beautiful state i'm loving life and i'm just ready for 2021 and all the new shit that i'm about to drop hi and i get a million texts today phone calls news outlets can i read you this and the headline reads Kanye West might be sleeping with Jeffree Star. (laughs) I can't. I can't. And then I'm like, how do we even get to this moment? Like, how how would that even be made up? Because we both live in In the same state, right? Whatever. So I guess some girl uh, made up a whole lie on TikTok and it went viral um, where she insinuates Kanye and Kim are getting divorced because a big male beauty influencer uh, is sleeping with him. Oh, she wanted views. So I just woke up just trying to live my life and I'm like, huh, this is so weird. I had people t- like texting me, all these news people like, what do you have to say to th- about this? And I'm like, about what? What? I'm single. I'm not sleeping with anyone. Like, this is so weird. So, um, Jeffree Star after leaving Kim's house. Look at this shit, y'all. This is so stupid. <gasps> what? Since <laughs> when did you learn all those moves? I mean, that was me escaping from Louis Vuitton, but that that wasn't... (laughs) Let me just say this one time, for any news outlet, uh, I like very tall men. Me and Kanye uh, have never hung out, and this whole thing is really funny. So I guess if this is a start to my new year, happy new year.
2: So I hate to rain on anybody's parade. They are not sleeping together. That's not to say that they won't be sleeping together in the future, but we can pretty safely debunk this rumor because and by the way kudos jeffree star for not keeping this going because i think knowing him a little bit that he might want to keep this mystery going just for for views and all that kind of stuff but of course this video goes on for like 25 more minutes and i don't have the the patience neither should you to go through that but i thought that was great and that actually just happened about an hour ago which is so great When doing these shows daily, I can kind of put little stories like this in here as soon as they're out there. Um, Also, I want to to be very clear. If anybody wants to start TikTok rumors about me, I would so love it but try to make them like that makes me like go one step uh, above my grade or like 10 steps like make a rumor that like you saw me hanging out with Kylie Jenner and Aspen I wasn't wearing a mask he now has COVID Uh, you could start a rumor about me and Leah McSweeney I've asked you guys to write into Dumois saying that you had spotted me and Leah McSweeney and I don't think enough of you have done it because I have not seen the news item but please feel free to start rumors about me Uh, I can be uh, you can even make me gay you can make me a spanish woman like Alaria. um you can pretty much do anything you want just make me a nice version of whatever you make me you know and make it um and like oh oh, that's the other thing um also make it like so like jamal make it so i have like a big dong so that uh you, you can always be like ryan was slinging his big d all around aspen with kylie jenner this past holiday season like, do, do that. Like, always say, I'm slinging my big D, because that's what they said. That's, remember, that's what Monique said about Jamal in her binder, which we never got to see any more of, which was so ridiculous, was that word on the street is Pastor Jamal is slinging his big D all around Atlanta. So that's what I need you guys to do. Please, please let everybody know that I'm slinging my big D all around Arizona, California. You can really put me in any location. Don't put me overseas, because that would be ridiculous, because I can't, I don't think we can... Fly overseas right now, so we want to make it somewhat realistic. And I, I believe having a big dong is very, <laughs> very real. I'm so sorry, you guys. I don't think my parents listen to this. I'm okay. I, uh, Bill and Becky Bailey will be back on next week. I'm sure. I've just <laughs> they're recovering from COVID as well. And sometimes it's not been the 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 uh, how do how do you say uh, funnest environment for all of us as uh, as we get back on the mend as. Uh, as I'm sure you can imagine. Now, uh, I wanted to go over one more thing with you guys. I wanted to go over a little bit more of the details with the Alaria Hillary Baldwin story. And I I thought this article was great. Uh, It's from... Uh, insider uh, Kim Renfro Uh, this was December 30th and it's just she really compiled a great timeline of everything I thought this was good if you were looking for more examples of kind of the the weirdness because there's just a so many Um, you know she starts off with one of the quotes from the New York Times the things I have shared about myself are very clear I was born in Boston I spent time in Boston and in Spain my family now lives in Spain I moved to New York when I was 19 years old and I have lived here ever since for me I feel like I have spent 10 years sharing that story over and over again and now it seems like it's not enough. So that's kind of the whole her whole thesis statement is that like I said in the interview it's it's our fault you guys. She's always said this, we just have not picked up on it. So August 2011, Alaria begins dating Alec Baldwin after meeting him at a restaurant. She said on Twitter that she spent a lot of my childhood in Spain. We talked about that in, in the interview as well. In June 2012, Alaria marries Alec. The Times announcement says she was raised in Boston and in Spain. Um, her parents now reside in Majorca. Uh, the Times said her full name was Alaria Lynn Thomas. A People Magazine story at the time said she wore a Spanish veil and said, I'd liked that I brought in a bit of my culture. She was quoted as saying in Vanity Fair España, A mi familia se lo tuve que repetir tres veces Baldwin. Y a la tercera mi de Aaron. I, I don't know if I'm saying that, but it roughly translates to, I had to repeat it to my family three times, Baldwin, Baldwin, Baldwin. And they said, oh, we already know who that is. Why didn't you pronounce it right the first time? So that's a very in-depth joke that doesn't make sense if her family are both Americans. In July 2012, Baldwin tells Extra that 35 or 40 of her family members came from Spain for the wedding, which would make zero sense if she does not actually, if there are no Spanish relatives. That would be a lie. Uh, July 2012, Baldwin appears on Good Morning America with exclusive photos for the wedding. You can see the full interview on YouTube. The ABC News article about the exclusive interview and photos from the wedding said Baldwin's bail was inspired by her Spanish roots. September 2012, after her wedding, Baldwin starts an Instagram account. She frequently captions photos in both Spanish and English. A blurry image of former U.S. President Bill Clinton speaking was captioned, Señor Clinton. Another post appeared to show Baldwin posing with her brother, her nephew, and her father in Spain. Mi familia, she wrote. Uh, in November 2012, Baldwin says in a reply to someone on Twitter that she was born in Boston. So like I said, she goes back and forth, so it's very interesting. These are usually replies, though, to other people when she is called on it. Uh, November 2012, Baldwin posted a throwback photo of her wearing a Spanish soccer jersey, seeming in response to people doubting her cultura. I don't know if I'm saying that correctly, you guys. I'm sorry. Um... Uh, April, 2013, Alec appeared on the late show with David Letterman. My wife is from Spain. We put that clip in this interview, April, 2013, Baldwin responds to someone on Twitter to say her family lives in Spain. Um, and she literally says kind of gaslighting. It goes, I really like you, Alec, big fan. But if you ever retweet Spanish again, I will unfollow you. I blocked. Hola. Um, And then Alaria says, because you hate Spanish, you do realize my family lives in Spain and I speak Spanish. See? Question mark. She's kind of gaslighting that lady. Uh, May 2013 Baldwin posts throwback photos of herself performing a Latin dance saying her future daughter daughter was taking after her mama, Uh, which would not make sense. Uh, June 2013 Baldwin retweets a Latina magazine article that lists her as one of the 15 best dressed Latina stars of the week. Now she is not Latina. Um, so that was interesting. Um, September 2013, in an interview with mom.com, Baldwin is asked how she would incorporate Latin culture into her newborn's newborn daughter's life. And she says, I want her to be bilingual. My parents are here visiting from Spain. So we speak to her in Spanish. What are her favorite Spanish-language songs is she sings a baby, ciel, Cielito Lindo, which means a little beautiful sky, a La Ninita Nana, let's sing a little lullaby, and she really likes Ave Maria. And she also walked down to the aisle to Ave Maria, she says. Uh, November 2013, Baldwin reposts a photo of a sunset of Instagram and says it reminds her of being young in Spain, which would not make sense either. She was never young in Spain. She had moved there when... Uh, Uh, So this doesn't add up, and there's just so many uh, instances of this. February 2014, Baldwin posted a photo of her doing a yoga pose with Spain's flag to celebrate being back in the country. So that's like taking it too far, too, of draping yourself in the flag when you're already kind of appropriating somebody's culture. So you're just kind of leaning in to what we all assume you are because you really haven't properly corrected anybody. Um, Let's see here. March 2014, a Vanity Fair Espana article mentions that Baldwin didn't want to provide or confirm her biographical details. That's interesting. Hmm. Uh, May 2014, Elle magazine profiles Baldwin and says she grew up between Boston and Spain. May 2014, the Times profile Baldwin a couple weeks later and repeats the mention of Boston and Spain. And in the article, it says her voice betrays a slight Spanish accent remains of a childhood split between Boston and Spain, which would not be true. Uh, Baldwin had been working as a lifestyle correspondent for the TV program Extra for two years. The Times said the job came about in part because of her husband's friendship with Steve Sunshine, a producer of the show. Uh, on October 2014, Baldwin's father, David L. Thomas Jr., and her mother, Catherine Hayward, found a website called International Integrators. The site included a blog where they shared personal stories about their approach to wellness. Baldwin's mother's biography in her first blog post says she worked at the Massachusetts General Hospital and Harvard Medical School from 1992 until 2012. The New York Post, post reported that Thomas and Hayward moved to Spain in 2011. Uh, January 2015, Baldwin's father publishes a blog post about his affinity for the Spanish language and culture and says he doesn't have an iota of Latin blood. So there it is right there. He says, I grew up in a Midwestern family that relocated to the east coast of the United States when I was still an infant. My path in life has been heavily influenced by Spanish language and culture and not because I have an iota of Latin blood in my veins. That's very plain. August 2015, a Hello, a Hello Magazine interview refers to Baldwin as a Spanish-born beauty. Spanish, September 2015, Baldwin starts occasionally reposting memes in Spanish on Instagram. On October 2015, Baldwin participates in a People in Español festival on the Today Show. And this is where she says, how do you say cucumber? We have tomatoes. We have, um, how do you say in English, cucumber? In this country, I never order gazpacho from the menu, she said. Um, there's no extra spice, she says, of the recipe. It's not something that is in the palate of Spain. We don't use the spicier sauces. So that's a lie. She's there for a people in Espanol festival, so she knows exactly what she's doing. March 2016, Baldwin is interviewed by Latina magazine. The article identifies her as Spanish-American. December 2016, Baldwin publishes a book, The Living Clearly Method, and reveals that she and Alec have a Spanish phrase engraved in their wedding rings. Uh, it says liars. No, uh, it says uh, somos un buen equipo. I, I know I'm not pronouncing that correctly, guys, which means we are a good team, which is cute. You could actually probably write that in English, too, and it would be it would still be great. Uh, December 2016, Baldwin and her family are featured on the cover of Ola magazine. Um, she celebrated the cover story with an Instagram post wishing everyone Feliz Navidad y Ape Holidays. At some point in this period, Baldwin is signed to a talent agency, and her biography says she was born in Spain. This was the creative artist agency that I was talking about in the interview. The misleading statement made its way to other bio pages for Baldwin. As recently as Tuesday, Baldwin's Amazon Prime biography said she was born on January 6, 1984, in Mallorca, Spain, as Ellaria Lynn Thomas. When asked in the Times interview about the CAA bio, Baldwin blamed it on a disappointing mistake. I rarely at all work with CAA now. (laughs) Interesting. May 2018, Alaria and Alec are profiled again by Ola magazine. The article says that she was born in Spain and that her native language is Spanish. The magazine later issues a correction. Correction on December 27th, 2020, which is after this story had broke, Alaria Baldwin Addressed chatter online surrounding her culture and identity, it said. "Alaria clarified that she was born in Boston, Massachusetts and not Mallorca, Spain, like her CAA speaker's biography previously stated prior to being updated. So it looks like she let that um, CAA uh, bio do a lot of her heavy lifting for her lie. Like she was able to blame it on that instead of like, well, that's the information I gave CAA, and CAA hasn't commented. April 2020, Baldwin records a podcast with friends where she gives the impression that she moved to New York from Spain when she was 19. She's asked, so you moved here with your parents, one of the hosts asked, seemingly referring to New York City when the three women recorded the episode. No, 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 Baldwin replied, I moved here when I was 19 to go to NYU. Uh, From, the host said, from, my family lives in Spain, they live in Mallorca. And then the lady goes, so yeah, that would make sense, you wouldn't know the pop culture of... And Baldwin says, well, I know no pop culture. Now I'm better. I, know, I knew no pop culture. Later in the show, one of the hosts asked Baldwin whether she would ever want to move back to Spain. And she says all the time. You came for school and you never left, the woman asked? I came for school and I never, ever, ever left, Baldwin said. Alec and I are always like, oh, one day we'll move there. My kids actually go to a bilingual school so that they're getting educated in both languages so that we have the opportunity, which is great. The bilingual thing is amazing. What I mean, I would love if my parents had the foresight and I should just yell at them, right? I should go out there like, how dare you not raise me to be bilingual? How dare you? I'm having to learn Spanish from Laria Baldwin, for God's sakes. September 2020, a parenting forum thread that Baldwin begins to discuss her family background and speculates that her accent is fake. So everybody is starting to talk about this. D.C. Urban Moms Thread dedicated to Baldwin, which was started in 2019 as people criticized her fifth pregnancy announcement, switched in the fall to focus on her birthplace. This is when the walls are closing in. It sounds like her mother had a thriving career in Boston for many years. How could her daughter have been raised in Spain? Even if she vacationed there regularly regularly there's no reason she would have picked up an accent like that it's fake october 2020 a negative review of baldwin's mom brain podcast mentioned she didn't have an accent when she was in high school the review says i know hillary hayward thomas from the cambridge school of weston and massachusetts massachusetts she didn't have an accent then and didn't change her name to alaria because she's not spanish so please stop using an accent in this podcast and interrupting your guests the podcast review included the Lenny Briscoe L E N I B R I S C O E Twitter thread and verified as legitimate in the Apple Podcast app was written by someone with the user ID Boston, not Spain. November 2020, someone creates a subreddit dedicated to exposing Baldwin as the Spanish Rachel Dolazal, Do, Do, Do yeah Dolazal, who faked her identity to get famous. Remember, Rachel was a white lady portraying herself as a black woman. Um, a welcome discussion thread was titled, you know what I just said, uh, in the comments, welcome everybody here from DC urban mom, over half the posts in there got mysteriously deleted today. If anybody knows it, noticed looks like CAA, her public publicist, is some throwing some money around the situation over there. Ha ha, but they can't do it here and Reddit will show up on a Google search. So it looks like CAA and all that were taking down actively things that were saying, that uh, this was untrue. December twenty one, a Twitter thread compiling videos. This is what we talked about in the interview, and then of course this leads to December twenty seventh, Baldwin responds to the Twitter thread in an Instagram video, and this is where we will end the uh, the timeline. And I guess that brings us uh, to now, which the the rest is still unwritten. So it'll be interesting to see where we go from here. I'm very very curious, because I don't think this is the end of it, uh, but now we're into 2021. So it's kind of getting buried a little bit. So I just think it's really fascinating. I think this kind of is just something you see all time and time again in pop culture. So I hope you guys enjoyed this. I can't wait to do more things like this in 2021. I'm so excited for what I've got planned for you guys for us. Uh, I'm really trying to do this. This is my job now. So uh, if you like what you, you hear, please leave me a good review on Apple podcast five stars. If you like it even more, you can write a little something if you hate me. I totally get it. There's so much out there for you to uh, that I'm sure you'll like go follow your bliss I totally get it Um, and uh, that's it I'm not gonna leave you with a sad song it's so sad it's good because I just can't do that but what I'm gonna leave you with is Is uh, Alaria Baldwin's Hillary Baldwin's eight minute Instagram explanation that uh, this is what happened? So, I wanted you guys to hear this straight from the horse's mouth, or I don't know how you say horse in Spanish, but um, you know, from the horse's mouth. So, thank you guys so much. Thanks for allowing me to do this. I love you so much, and I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Hey guys, how
4: are you? So, I wanted to respond to some things that I've been seeing. On Twitter and I just want to be very clear um, just because I think That there's it's that there's some stuff that needs to be clarified um, You know, I've tried in the past to be clear, but sometimes people don't always um, Report and write what what you say and I've kind of just put my hands up but um, But now we have this great community here so I can just be straightforward with you. Um, I'm sorry I've got, like, my, my crazy my crazy here Um, so there's been some questions about where I'm born, I'm born in Boston, and then I spent some of my childhood in Boston, some of my childhood in Spain, my family, my brother, my parents, my nephew, everybody is over there in Spain, now I'm here. And so there was like a lot of back and forth my entire life. And I'm really lucky that I grew up speaking two languages. And I'm trying to raise my kids so that they speak two languages too um and that's something that's very important for me especially having my family abroad um so that was one thing i think people ask sometimes about how i speak i am that person that if i've been speaking a lot of spanish i you know tend to mix them and if i'm speaking more english i you know or into a lot of english then i mix that It's one of those things that's always been a little bit, I've been a little insecure about over different times. And you know, when I try to work, I try to enunciate a little bit more, but if I get nervous or upset or something, then I start to to mix the two. And again, this is something that I've always been a little bit insecure about, but I've decided maybe 2021, we will get over that. And I'm definitely addressing it very openly right now with that insecurity. Um, but this idea that I'm trying, I do actually, I mean, I try to speak more clearly in each language. Um, um, I think that that's something that we should, I I should try to do. And, um, but sometimes I mess it up, but it's not something that I'm like playing at. So I want that to be very, very, very clear. Um, and then, um, the, my name, So my, when I was growing up, I, and in this country, I would use the name Hillary and in Spain, I would use the name Hilaria and my family, like my parents, they call me Hilaria, my my whole family call me Hilaria. And um, it was something that was always kind of like a, I I see other people do it, but it always kind of bothered me that like neither name sounded good in the other language so i would you know use one or the other when i was a dancer i would use that um in american high school I, did, I would do that um and then um in then you know a handful of years before i met alec i decided to consolidate the two because it was just like so many documents said so many different things and uh, at least you know um like even things like going and picking up a prescription i'd be like i don't know what what you have on file um, so I consolidate and I identify more with Ilaria because that's what my family calls me and I don't know but one of the things I love about what my parents call me is that it means happy. It means happy in both languages. I think that we can all be really like clear that it's the same name just like a few letters different so I think we shouldn't be so upset about it and if whatever you guys want to call me I will respond to both um, but what literally whatever you guys want. And um, I feel like those were all the points. Um, The name oh, something about our wedding that like, you know, I have all these people from Spain come over for my wedding. We did. We had 44 people come over, my family, my friends come over and and it was like magical. And ultimately this like this boils down to this idea where um, this is a country of a lot of different cultures. And I think that we can be different parts of ourselves with different people. And I'm somebody who I feel really lucky that I grew up with two cultures. I grew up speaking two languages. I grew up, um, you know, did I always do it well, you know, through your awkward years and, you know, trying to be more this or be more that. Um, i some things about like, oh, she's a white girl. Yes, I am a white girl. I am a white girl and let's be very clear that Europe you know has a lot of white people in them in there and my family is white and you know ethnically I am a mix of many 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 things um, culturally I grew up with the two cultures so it's really as simple as that um, and the reason I wanted to take it so seriously is because this these are more you know cultural conversations are things that we're having a little bit more and more. And I just want to be very, very clear. And, you know, in the past, I would get very frustrated when reporters would report this or report that or like, you know, and I'd try to be very clear. And they'd be like, oh, so you were you were born in Spain. I was like, all right, let me give you a spoiler alert. You're the only one who knows. And I would be laughing because it was like anytime I would say it, people just want to label you as something else. And I'm like, I'm born in Boston. It was literally the first thing that I told my husband. And yeah, I'm a different kind of Bostonian, but that's who I am and, and you kind of can't change your, your background. No, I wouldn't want to. I'm like really, really proud of who I am and all of my different experiences. And has it made me insecure as everybody over the years? Sure. Yeah, I've had my, my insecurities, but I've, I'm learning that, you know, what makes me unique is also of, of value to myself and I can embrace it. And, um, and yeah. So for all of those of you who are confused about where I'm from and why I speak two languages, I grew up speaking two languages. And again, my family lives in Spain. Um, and we, I can't wait to see them after the pandemic. I've been away from them since uh, last, last September, not this September, but the September before, and I miss them very much. They haven't met the baby. Um, but again, like anybody who's like coming out of the woodwork and like claiming to like know me, um, I, I'm sure we do probably know each other of some sort. And I'm sure that, you know, when we're, um, at certain phases, when we're trying to be this way, be cool or be bad or whatever, when we grow up, I mean, nobody wants to go back to those years. Um, I'm sure that we all, you know, tried to be our coolest self as we thought at the time but you know as you get older you kind of just embrace who you are and um you just kind of want to be open about it and that's what i'm trying to do here is that this is just who i am and my life story and it might not fit into your cookie cutter and might not fit into a label but it's my weird mix of who i am all right guys i hope i cleared anything up if you want to talk about it more i'm an open book and i'm so happy to talk
0: about it. Betches.